Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you go to an orchestra and you have the oboe do the tuning note and the whole orchestra is going to tune, that's an A440. So if you take that note and you pitch it down just ever so slightly, and you go to that note, that is what hundreds of researchers have said is like the ultimate sort of vibrational frequency for your body. Like, that's it. Hello and welcome to the Not Perfect Podcast. My name is Poppy Jamie, a recovering perfectionist and the founder of award-winning mindfulness app, Happy Not Perfect. Like the app, this show is about hitting pause and taking time to look after our mind and soul. In this series, I explore how we can make life better in 2020. How can we reduce stress, enjoy life, bounce back from setbacks and get in flow? My guests will be sharing their expert advice and I hope you join me on the journey. Our theme music is courtesy of Mindstream. Visit mindstream.com to learn more about how their music and environments help you sleep, relax, focus and move or find their music on any streaming platform. Let's crack on with the show. On today's show, we have Michael Whalen, who is a composer and artist of Mindstream. We speak about how music can heal the mind and how he began his journey in creating music to help people sleep, relax, focus, and be transported into different emotional and mental states. So with every interview, we start with our three favorite questions. What is your favorite quote at the moment? Uh, be there now. What does that mean? Well, that was uh, Ram Das, who just passed away. All of life's about being in the present and all the things that we do to push. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life away and experiences away and emotions away. So it's like, you know, we have to kind of fight to get present for our lives. Wow, I love that. Yeah. Also, such a nice one to be able to repeat yourself, kind of. It's a mantra. It's a mantra. Be uh, here now. Absolutely. Kind of love it. What is a recent life lesson you've been reminded of? Uh, gratitude. Gratitude is the attitude. Um, gratitude is the attitude. That's mine. That's mine. <laughs> I'm going to copyright that and put it on T-shirts. Uh, I think there's sort of two paths in life. It's either being grateful and it goes back to being in the moment, or and then there's everything else. And when I'm being a brat, when I'm upset, when I'm upset with somebody else, when I feel like there's distance between me and somebody else, like there's a lack of gratitude. What? How so when there's distance between somebody else, there's a lack of gratitude? Because I don't have infinite time on this planet to sit there and like have a thing between me and somebody else. Mm. If I'm going to, like, have a problem with somebody, it better be a choice. It can't just be like, well, you know, this thing, this weird thing happened and we were sort of incomplete and now we're sort of, like, just floating around. (laughs) No, can't do that. How do you define happiness? It's not my definition. It's it's, uh, Werner Earhart's, which is accepting what is. That's happiness. Now, choosing what is doesn't mean you are happy about it. necessarily. And I got this lesson 10 years ago. I was like in traffic and I was having one of those like (laughs) moments in the car. And the person I was with said, choose the traffic. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? I can't choose the traffic. They're like, choose the traffic. So after a couple of minutes of kind of like whatever, I was like, okay, I choose the traffic. And they said, okay, great. So now what are you going to do with this time? I'm like, oh, wow, we can have a conversation. Exactly. Right, 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 right. So if I choose what is, now I have the ability to go from being totally disempowered by what I think the circumstances are happening to me, and now I have infinite choices with whatever I now see in front of me. Now it's like, now it's just part of the puzzle. It's not something that's like preventing me from doing something. So, Michael, I have a massive thank you because you are the composer to the theme music of the Not Perfect podcast. Yep. The man, the myth, the legend (laughs) right in front of me. (laughs) It's excellent. So, um, Michael is one of the creators behind Mindstream. And Mindstream is about music that changes your emotional state. When did you first start to discover music has an ability to heal? Wow. Um, So I was 12 and I was diagnosed with scoliosis, which is curvature of the spine. And back in 1976, 77, they didn't do surgery. If I had curvature of the spine now, you know, an orthopedic surgeon would probably do surgery on you. And it's a very different treatment than it was 40 years ago. So 40 years ago, they would put you in something called a Milwaukee brace, which is a plastic little girdle that goes around your waist, and you have a titanium rod that goes up the front and then up the back, and you have this like this collar thing, and it makes you stand up perfectly straight, mm. and you wear your brace all day long. And I wore it uh, for two and a half years when I was 12, 13, 14, and 
I lost my mind. It mm-hmm. was like, you know, I was a teenager and I already felt awkward and weird and ugly. And here I am with this thing. And I went to Johns Hopkins University Hospital up in Baltimore. I lived in Washington, D.C., so we went up there. And I used to have these medical massages. This guy used to give me these amazing massages because when I wore the brace, my muscles in my back would get all kind of... And as a 12-year-old, 13-year-old, it's, you know, you get these knots and the whole thing. So anyway, I was really tense. And so I was up there. I think it was like the third or fourth time I was up there, and he's just like... I have an idea for you. I was like, what? He's like, we're going to calm you down. I was like, okay. So he put on some music. I was like, what's this? And it was just like this tone, this this sort of like this weird tone sort of floating through the room. He's like, don't worry about it. Just just breathe, listen to the music, let it take you someplace. So, and so he, I I guess the massage was like 20, 25 minutes, whatever. And it was a completely different experience. And I just let myself lose my concerns in the music. So I found out later, it was a Brian Eno thing, and it was the first time that I had the experience where music and wellness and medicine all kind of intersected together, and it became a thing for me as a kid. Like, all of a sudden, like, when I needed to calm down, I'd put on music, and I'd put on all different kinds of music. I'd put on classical music and whatever. And it wasn't like an official study. It wasn't like research or whatever, but I listened to a lot of different kinds of music, and Things with slower tempos, things with less movement in it, things with like uh, not so many high sounds or as we say in music, high transients, helped you sort of slow down and you get your breathing slower and you could sort of feel your heart rate go down and physiologically you could just sort of slow down. So as a kid, that was a lifesaver for me. You know what's really interesting? It's like I was doing music for film and TV advertising, which I have done for a very, very long time. And um, my father was having a really hard time sleeping. And I was listening to this music, this sleep music that was done in the 90s. And I was like, this is awful. This is dreadful. Dad, I'm going to make you some music. He's like, okay. So I made him 50 minutes of music. It was I forget how many tracks it was or whatever. And he's like, this is great. I'm using it every night. And this is fantastic. And then I played it for some friends of mine. They're like, this is gorgeous. you got to put this out. How do you create sleep music? What it, What is the thinking behind sleep music and how does it change to, okay, this this music is to help you focus. Like, how do you get that different emotional shifts when well, you're creating? There's sort of three sort of things that I would say. One is, what qualities of sound are you using? So it's going to be what I would call sort of round sounds, like some things that don't have like a lot of edges to them. So with a synthesizer, you can make what they call pad sounds, like these big sort of like cloud chord sounds are very, very pretty. Uh, The second thing would be the tempo. So how quickly is the music happening? And um, there's been a lot of research on this. And usually it's around 60 beats per minute. So that's about, if you're clapping, it's like one beat per second. Obviously, there's, there's not a beat to it or whatever, but the idea is, is that it's going slow enough. Your re- heart rate. Correct. Do you know anything about that in terms of biologically how we respond, how, our, how we kind of, our body 
pulse naturally responds? Well, it has a lot to do with frequencies. And so one of the one of the big things that comes out of research, and that was this is actually the third point I was going to make, is what types of frequencies are you using? So one of the big frequencies that everyone talks about is 432. So if you go to an orchestra and you have the oboe do the tuning note and the whole orchestra is going to tune, that's an A440. So if you take that note and you pitch it down just ever so slightly, and you go to that note, that is what hundreds of researchers have said is like the ultimate sort of vibrational frequency for your body. Like that's it. And what's really interesting about that is, is that if you take that note and you then you stretch it and then use like different octaves and like you know lowers and highers of it it's really what interesting what happens and how your body responds to it because your your brain physiologically immediately responds to it I was actually talking to someone earlier this week and they were saying that um, they've been using Mindstream to train their brain to know it's nighttime. Mm. So they'll put the uh, Mindstream music on dedicated to sleep and their brain has started to learn that, ah, it's time to relax. You know, I put on my own music when I go to sleep. And it's actually been a really amazing journey for me. About five years ago, I did a sleep-inspired thing and I reached out to my Facebook I have about 38,000 people who follow me on Facebook, and I reached out to them, and I said, okay, some of you have been following me for my entire career as an artist, and I know a lot of you use my music when you go to sleep. What do you do? Poppy, the answers were, like, astonishing. These people were writing, like, these huge shares about how they use the music and what they do and all, all the stuff. And one story, I won't use any names, but this one woman wrote the story saying that um, about two years ago, her husband had died. Yeah. And ever since he died, she cannot sleep. And so she found one way to go to sleep, which is she doesn't go to their bedroom anymore because it reminds her too much of him. She goes into their like family room. She goes into his favorite chair she puts on my music, and then she finally gets to sleep, sort of. Oh, so and, lovely! And but it's like all of the all of these things that we have in our lives, and all these things that we deal with. It's like it really took something when my father said, "Hey, I'm having problems sleeping. Hey, I, I, maybe I'll go do this thing." It. He told me later. It, it took him years to have that conversation with me. Because yeah. he had so much pride about it, and he didn't want to be like, oh, gee, I don't want to bother you with this thing or whatever. And it's like, Dad, we're all in the same boat together. Totally. And so what Mindstream is really committed to is creating like environments for people, whether they want to sleep or whether you want to relax or you want to meditate or you want to focus you know, on your schoolwork or at the office. So, for example, the focus music, do you then have a quicker beat? Is it you wouldn't have the 60? Okay, so... With focus music, what's really interesting is you could have down-tempo hip-hop and have it be focus music. Like, there's all of these websites, like Chilled Cow on on YouTube and all these guys, and they're all listening to this down-tempo stuff. So focus music can have a beat, and actually, it actually helps if it does, because what will happen is your brain will go, there's a beat, and then it will go, okay, I'll just tune this out. You know, because the problem is, is that 
if the music changes too much, that's where your brain is constantly going, wait a second, now what's going to happen? Now what's going to happen? But if it's consistent over a long period of time, actually your brain can tune it out. Uh, okay, so then you can focus at what's right. hand. Very, very interesting. It's interesting to me how we've kind of forgotten the functional uses of music. We'll just take it as a given. Yes and no. I have two kids. My, my daughter and my son are both in college. They never talk about genre. They never really even talk about artists. They always talk about the experience of listening to a piece of music when they were doing whatever. They were out with their friends or they were doing whatever. So there's always music associated with an activity. So what we're doing at Mindstream is we're doing the same thing. And we're saying, okay, here are these activities that we know that you want to do. And we have the best people in the world creating music for you. Off you go. I would love to ask you about your new album that you've just released called Sacred Spaces. Uh, what was the inspiration behind this? The writing of it, the thinking about it started about 10 years ago when I started having a conversation about higher power. Like, I, I don't want to sound quite so pretentious and say, Poppy, this is my search for God. But, you know, I was brought up as a Catholic and now I'm sort of a happy agnostic and mm -hmm. trying to kind of figure things out a little bit. So for a long time, I thought that being in an inquiry and having it not be like a whole like sort of spiritual sort of like, you know, lash yourself kind of thing, but have it be an artistic thing can actually be really great. So I started writing a whole bunch of material that I thought was going to be a classical piece. I thought it was going to be a symphony. I thought it was going to be a whole bunch of things. And and I was going and going and going, and then I stopped. And it was like the whole idea kind of ran out of gas. So then I had all these themes sitting on a shelf, and they sat there for years, like four or five years. And then about two years ago, I said, I want to come back to this. I think I'm ready to come back to this. I had turned 50, and I think I'm okay with the idea of not knowing or not having a necessarily an answer to the who is my higher power conversation and actually just being committed to being a person of faith, being a person of like making a commitment to myself without having all the answers. It's, mm -hmm. it's actually okay. And that actually opened the doors to taking that material and saying, okay, well, it's not going to be a classical thing. Like, let's make it into an ambient thing. Let's make it into an electronic thing. And then, um, I made a lot of sounds. I sat down and made about 800 new sounds with all my synthesizers and all my, my all my gear. And I took some of the themes that I had written previously, and the album just happened like in six weeks. <laughs> and um, I think it's one of the best things I've ever done. It's I'm I'm so I'm I'm so proud of it. Number one because I finished this very long creative journey that I was on, but it, it I'm, musically it's come out great. And so it's really about transporting people. Oh to... yeah these amazing environments yeah i mean well because the whole the whole thing with the whole the whole thing with the record is that each one of the 10 tracks is all dealing with a literal situation in my life so like the third track is called ordinary miracles and the definition of the word miracle is something unexpected happening it's like something happens and there's an unexpected result that's a miracle 
And people are walking around like waiting for miracles to happen and hoping things are happening, you know, in some way that they're not. And I was saying, well, wait a second. If you actually got present to your life, there are little mini miracles happening constantly all over your life, all over with the people that you know and you love. And there's an opportunity to go, wow, that's amazing. The afterlife, what's that about? Well, essentially, what is my version of what happens after we die? Basically, what I believe is some version of sort of reincarnation, and we sort of go through a rerun of like our lives, and we sort of like, you know, we or we're sort of like jetted out into the universe. But the idea also is why are we going to spend a lot of time thinking about the afterlife when we're in the life life right now? Mm. I have a friend who's a little older than me who was absolutely obsessed about dying. And I'm like, God, I love you, but you have to stop talking about this. Yeah, It's like, be, be here now, please. And so the afterlife, to a certain extent, is making fun of the whole thing that people get into about right. heaven and what's going to happen and all this mm. stuff. And it's like, who cares? Mm. Why don't we just spend 100% of our effort and our love and our compassion and our presence on the now. Yeah. And guess what's going to happen when we get there? It's whatever's going to happen. Um, lastly, because I'm really enjoying these backstories, um, what's the inspiration behind um, the track In the Footsteps of the Blessed? So, in 1995, I went to Prague for the first time to record with the Czech Film Orchestra, which was really cool. But I had a couple of days after the recording, and I was wandering around Prague, and I went to uh, the castle and walking around the old city, and they, they, they have houses from like the 1100s and all this stuff. And, um, and I remember I was walking down this little alley, and the guy we were with was from, from Prague, and he was just like, well, now you're walking in the footsteps of the blessed. And I said, what do you mean? He's like, oh, well, this is this is where all the people who used to work on the castle, this is how they used to like, you know, kind of get out of the castle and go back to their houses. I made this mental note. I wrote it in my journal. And I'm like this idea that these people weren't like the serfs or the unwashed or whatever. These were the blessed. Yeah. Because the they were being of service. They were keeping the country together. And as they went off, they were going down this little tiny thin, like little, little alleyway. But it was like this beautiful combination of like being of service and like making a difference for your whole community. And like, and it was blessed, not in a spiritual religious way, but blessed like they're blessed because they have a job and they can feed their families, but they're also blessed because they're giving to so many other people.
Um, if you could tell a piece of advice to every 18-year-old, what would it be? I think the most important thing that you want to do is, again, be in the moment. Mm. I can barely remember being 18 because I think I was so busy looking into my 20s and 30s that I don't think I spent very much time thinking about being 18. And mm. and being a teenager, I mean, these days it's 100 times more complicated than when I was a teenager. But I just spend that extra moment, take a look around, take a deep breath and be like, okay, just soak it in. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Be grateful. I have had a remarkable life. I've had a remarkable career as an artist and now working with Mindstream and working with so many other great artists and 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 being one of the people who helped sort of guide this movement of wellness and music um, is a, a, an unbelievable honor. But I'm always coming back to gratitude. I'm always coming back to being grateful. And it's not like grateful like I'm going to be so demonstrative and be screaming out to the rooftops, thank you. It's not that. Because then that becomes about your ego. Mm. It's literally about just grounding yourself and being thankful and, again, about being of service. Please finish my sentence. I relax by? I relax by walking my dog. The person I love most in the world is? My wife, Ruthie. When I feel insecure, I? Uh, Play the piano. (laughs) The first thing I do in the morning usually is? Uh, lay in bed and breathe. I'm grateful for? Everything. Before I go to sleep, I? I always kiss Ruthie on the forehead. If I could do it all again, I would? Do exactly the same thing. If you really knew me, you would know? Uh, that I am flawed, but I am responsible for it. Amazing. Thank you so much, Michael. This is such a beautiful interview. Um, How can we find you, please? How can we find Mindstream? And how can we find Sacred Spaces, your new album? Um, So you can find me online, michaelwhalen.com. You can find Mindstream at M-Y-N-D-S-T-R-E-A-M.com. And on Instagram and Facebook, you can can find us there. Um, And... uh, Sacred Spaces is everywhere. It's on all digital platforms. You can even go to Amazon. You can buy an old-fashioned digital copy of it. And it's also, wait a second, for the very first time in my career, I, I was about to forget this. I, there's an LP of it as well. We'd made vinyl, ver- not not a lot of copies, but we have a few hundred copies of it as an LP. So Oh, very cool. It's very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you so much um, for joining me. And I have to thank you again for your beautiful music you create. Um, it sends me to sleep most nights. Thank you so much. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. Of course, it would be amazing and very appreciated if you wouldn't mind hitting subscribe and sharing this podcast. You can find me at Poppy Jamie on Instagram. DM me questions or any guest suggestions. I'd love to hear from you. And also, if you have a moment, download Happy Not Perfect. It's my mindfulness app that helps you manage stress, anxiety, sleep, and ultimately makes you feel happier every single day in less than five minutes. See you next time. Sending you lots of love and energy. Till then.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.